Hola, this is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. Hey, another big week in football has passed us by and I can't help but feel a little bit sorry for David Moyes. His Sunderland team are rock bottom of the Premier League and rumours of a Sam Allardyce return are on the cards. That's as long as the club bar starts serving white wine in pints. Plus, add to that an interview he gave to The Guardian this week saying that after his team loses a game, he spends his night in a darkened room. My first reaction was... Oh, it's really affecting the man. And then I thought about it for a moment and realised I do that too. I spend my nights in darkened rooms. It's called sleeping, David. On this week's show, a genius idea from a football merchandiser. Money in football gets stupider, but first, a case of like father, like son. Jamie Redknapp is certainly starting to take after his dad. Not only has the ex-Liverpool player and current pundit begun to take on the appearance of Droopy the Dog in recent years, but he's also picked up on his dad's keen footballing brain as well. You may remember our Ari Redknapp making the bold call at the end of last season that Leicester City's defensive rock Wes Morgan should be called up to the England squad. The only slight issue with that being he's a Jamaican international. Well, Jamie made a similar slip this week, commenting on the great form of Chelsea's Victor Moses when he said this. And he has really revelled this season. Good to see a young English talent get an opportunity. I'm sure that 25-year-old Nigerian international and African Cup of Nations winner Victor Moses is delighted to be described as young English talent. To be fair, I think Redknapp might have a valid idea here. Just find any old player who's doing a decent job in the Premier League and take a Nazi Germany approach to football management by annexing them into the England fold. But clearly half-football pundit, half-gorilla Richard Keyes didn't share the same view. And when Wilfred Boney scored for Swansea, he saw it as the perfect opportunity to rip it out of his former Sky Sports co-host, tweeting... It's great to see young English talent like Wilfred Boney getting a chance tonight. Oh no! Zinger. Although, to be fair, the outcome won't be as bad as when Keys and Redknapp last enjoyed some light-hearted bants. You smash it? Mind you, that's a stupid question. You go around there any night and found Redknapp hanging out the back of it. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair to Jamie. At least he picked a player this time whose name he can pronounce properly. El Shahawi does great as well. Though. Look at him. Just uh, El Shahawi. El Shahawi. El Shahawi. El Shahawi. He called him Shawadi Wadi earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Not being able to pronounce a name right. Everyone knows it's Shawini Winnie. It's Stefan El Shahawi. Shawini Winnie. Shahawi. Yeah, Shawini Winnie. Shahawi. That's what I'm saying. Shawini Winnie. Yeah. Shahawi. Yeah, Shawini Winnie. You know, like that Shawaddy Waddy song. No. Shawinny Winnie. Shawinny Waddy never had a song like that. What are you talking about? I think it goes like this. El Shawinny Winnie. El Shawinny Winnie. El Shawinny Winnie. El Shawinny Winnie. Come on, everyone, join in. Let's see those hands in the air! Winnie Winnie. Winnie Winnie. Winnie Winnie. Winnie Winnie. 
What exactly is Elf Winnie Winnie? I'd love to know. Elf Winnie Winnie. Yeah, still better than X Factor though, isn't it? This week saw a walking hair commercial come footballer Gareth Bale penned a deal with Real Madrid that sees him pocket a whopping £600,000 a week. I say penned a deal. I imagine if you're signing that kind of contract, you wouldn't be using a trusty Bic Biro. It would be a quill crafted from the shin bone of Pele and signed with the blood of a freshly slaughtered giant panda. It's a hard number to quantify. £600,000 thousand pounds is more than most of us will earn in a lifetime and he's picking that up for kicking a ball of air around a few times a week but let me help if you were earning 600 grand a week then each and every seven days that passed you could afford to purchase 40 luxury cars 1626 52 inch tvs or around one pint in a fashionable london wine bar With the obscene money sloshing around football at the moment, I find myself even more outraged that Everton have become only the fifth club in the UK this week to pay their staff a living wage. Just be clear, that's the UK, not the Premier League, the fifth club in the UK. If you don't know, the living wage is the amount of money that the government thinks someone needs to earn in order to live. And considering this is a government whose attitude to looking after the little man is more Kim Jong-il than Mother Teresa, we're not talking a lot of money here. But that's not all. In football, as with the world around us, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. If you're not being shafted working for a football club, then you're probably being shafted watching a football club. This week it emerged that the club that happily rewarded its fans with free pizza and beer last season, Leicester City, were popping... 30% on the price of a pie, whilst WWF franchise slash football team West Ham popped 30p on a pint of pre-match beer. Presumably in a bid to reduce the amount of spare change that their fans had in their pockets, that would inevitably end up on the pitch or lodged in an opposition supporter's head. You may think, fair enough, costs rise. But consider this. For Real Madrid to cover Gareth Bale's weekly wage, they would need to sell almost 300,000 pies at every single home game. That's around 3.14 pies per spectator, which amazingly, I'm sure you know, is also the mathematical number for pie. How about that? The number of pies that make up Gareth Bale's wages is the mathematical equation for working out pie. That makes my head explode. And now I know how David Moyes feels. I need to lie down in a darkened room. For some teams this season, it's been more fun watching the fans than it has been watching the team. Take West Brom, for example. Arguably, the most entertaining thing from the Midlands club this season has been the supporters. That's aside from Tony Poulis describing the overweight striker Sado Burahino as a massive talent. I mean... That's not going to do the lads' confidence any good, is it? But back to the fans. The team have seen so little of the ball on the pitch that they've taken it upon themselves to come up with a very flexible chant for every time the team lose possession. Have a listen to this. It's 
Barcelona-esque, the way they flip effortlessly from we've got the ball to we've lost the ball. It's the kind of silky skills that we've not seen from Paul Pogba this season. Clearly, being under the cosh on the pitch helps the creativity on the terraces. For example, Liverpool are currently in a rich vein of form. And so maybe the fans just feel they don't need to try anymore with terrible efforts like this new chant. I mean, it's no Will Griggs on fire, is it? That said, I'm sure Jose Mourinho would love the fans to be singing his name in praise instead of the reaction from a growing minority of fans who seem hell-bent on seeing the end of the Portuguese's reign at Old Trafford with a Mourinho out campaign starting to take root on social media. The disgruntled fans are even trying to crowdfund the cash to hire a plane that will fly over the stadium during the next home game, carrying a banner calling for the special one's head. Actually, I wonder how they're getting on with raising the money. Let's have a look. Hang on. Yeah, still a way to go. Um, particularly if it wasn't for this massive donation from... Bastian Schweinsteiger. Huh. But forget the poor performances on the pitch. The big news for United this week was they announced a five-year deal with their first ever official pillow and mattress partner. It was the news that all United fans have been waiting for. The big statement that causes every other fan to cast a jealous eye towards the Red Devils. Dutifully, the team's superstars like Wayne Rooney and Juan Mata were wheeled out to make personal and very heartfelt claims like it's very important for us as players to maintain high quality sleep. Which is all well and good boys, but probably best not to do it during the match. The sponsorship to me makes perfect sense because the amount of movement shown by Zlatan Ibrahimovic this season, he may as well have been reclined on a Miley Super King size in the centre circle while shouting, I am the greatest! At least he'd be contributing in some way then. Anyway, the day after Manchester United announced their pillow deal, Man City welcomed the world's greatest club to the Etihad. The citizens' bogey team, Barcelona, rocked into town with the entire squad dressed head-to-toe in matching white t-shirts and blue denim shirts, like a really bad Blazing Squad tribute act. On the pitch, however, Lionel Messi clearly found it harder to avoid the Man City defence than he does to avoid the Spanish HMRC, and City scored themselves an unlikely victory. And it was Messi who caught the headlines after the match with a rumoured tunnel bust-up between him and an unnamed City player. Apparently, it stemmed from the latter, calling the magical striker stupid. Amazingly, given the number of cameras and microphones at football stadiums nowadays, the incident wasn't captured. So we've done our very best at On The Left Side to recreate what we think probably happened. Hey! Stupid face. I'm sorry? I said, you've got a stupid face, stupid face. You are saying that I have a stupid face? Is, is it the beard? And you smell of poo. <laughs> right, that's it. I will not stand for this. You are not my best friend anymore. And finally, hats off to the merchandise department at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Borussia Mönchengladbach. How do you pronounce that name, Celtic fans? Borussia Mönchengladbach! Borussia Mönchengladbach! 
Borussia Mönchengladbach. Anyway, the Borussia that's not Dortmund. The unpronounceable football team pounced on a photo that went viral on Twitter recently and made it their very own. Before their tie with Celtic, an image popped up online of a sign outside a pub showing the match advertising Celtic versus Borussia, then various spellings of Mönchengladbach, crossed out and replaced with a German team. Seeing this as an opportunity, the club produced scarves in the team colours that replaced their complicated name with the phrase a German team. They have since sold 2,000 scarves with many more in demand. It's a great idea and something that teams over here should be considering if they want to raise a bit of extra cash in the club shop. And I've got some suggestions. Manchester United could become a once decent team. Arsenal could be a fourth place team. West Brom could be a rugby team. And to help them prepare for life next season, Sunderland could just go with a championship team. That's it for another week of On The Left Side, making football funny. Head over to ontheleftside.co.uk and you can find all of our old shows that you may have missed. Plus, find out how to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Right, I'm off to put my hat in the ring as the next England boss, because whilst I failed to qualify for the 2022 World Cup playing football manager, I do love a Chinese buffet and I can do a bit of damage to a pint of wine. Because that's full time. Bye! See ya. On the Left Side is a Paint Your Headphones production for Abrupt Audio and is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. If you'd like to download the full-length copy of El Shawinny Winnie, please email all your bank details to hello at ontheleftside.co.uk.